Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Mac Report for the 2021 season. Now the keen-eared among you will notice that uh, it's not the Melton Mowbray Leicestershire bomber himself, Pete Langley, who's uh, just having a, a bit of a, a busy week at school this week. Um, it's myself, Miles Horner, back to join us for the Mac Report. I've got uh, the usual array of captains and characters and uh, semi-feral Australians to join us in due course. But uh, first thing to say is uh, it's, there's been a little bit of a gap from the Mac report um, due to mostly the birth of my son. So I just wanted to uh, have a bit of a public thank you to everybody for uh, lots of really kind messages um, and uh, gifts and, and, you know, lots of uh, well wishes and all that um, at the birth of uh, Joshua Max Horner, which I'm delighted to, to tell those that haven't seen him sort of loitering around the club uh, mostly sleeping, it has to be said, but we should be back into the full swing of some Mac Report episodes on a week-by-week basis, and uh, just to ally everyone's fears, Pete Langley will be returning in due course, but as I say, he's uh, taking a well-earned week off this week, so you'll have to put up with me. And um, talking of podcasts, you will be pleased to know, I hope, that we will be featuring a couple of Get It Whacked episodes over the rest of the season. Um, we're hoping to do a feature episode with... Uh, the next guest who joins us uh, direct from the first team via Australia is Mr. Jack Matson. Maddo, how are you? Hi, Miles. How are you going? Yeah, I'm not too bad at all, mate. Um, as I say, looking forward to doing a, you know, a sort of full feature-length podcast with you in, in due course. But for today, we're just going to focus on the weekend's fixtures. Uh, mm-hmm. So what can you tell us? Yeah, so we were out at Davenham on the weekend. Um, it was a good chance to try and, try and get full points after... A couple of weeks where we played well but didn't get um, didn't get full points. So yeah, David was was the bottom side. So it was a good chance to make our way up the table a little bit. We lost a toss. David and batted first. Um, we took a couple of early wickets. Again, it was Miles Bradshaw who got a couple of the early breakthroughs. Um, since then, it was pretty much the middle order and lower order that just sort of grafted away for them. Um, a couple twenties, a couple forties, that just sort of eked them to um, two hundred, which was probably thirty or forty over. We would have thought. Um, consider we bowled decently for the whole time, but we probably let them get a few too many, just some fielding errors and, and things like that. Um, but the outfield was lightning and the, the wicket was quite nice. So we still backed ourselves chasing 200. Um, wickets, it was Miles Bradshaw again. He had four for, um, that's a couple of weeks in a row where he's taken a bag. So he's doing really well for us. Um, and pretty much the rest of the bowlers all took one. Um, for our batting innings, um, Frenchy. Another good start for us, another 40. Um, and then we lost a couple of wickets where uh, myself and Angus got out. And then it was it was Birchie who's pretty much took over the show and um, batted, batted us pretty much to the end. He got a, a really good 87, runnable 87, um, which won the game. So a um, couple of guys batted around him. Crossy got um, a steady 14 and... Miles Bradshaw and Massey got us over the line, I think, in the last over or second last over. So, um, yeah, good win. And we've got Congleton this week. So it's another another chance for a scalp and um, to get ourselves back in the pack. So you mentioned a, a sort of uh, a really good bowling performance there, perhaps a, a few bits to work on in the field. But um, you sort of you say that probably David and got maybe 30 runs more than you would have liked. Um, obviously, the kind of mainstays of the Mac innings in reply, you know, friendship top um, with 40 odds. And, uh, and Birch, as you say, sort of running the show with that 87. Um, just a, a few things to touch upon, really, because obviously we've we've had a few weeks off from the Mac report. Um, so there are a few things that I, I kind of wanted to touch on. But 
But before we get on to that, uh, just to say, any sort of nerves in that run chase? Did it did it feel like a wobble was on the cards, or, or kind of were you always confident having Birchie sort of maybe broken the back of that chase? Yeah, probably before Birchie got going, it was a little bit a little bit nervy. Um, Frenchy got us off to a good start, but then we sort of lost three, three or four, in um, pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, we we're five for one thirty. So it was it was still game in the balance sort of thing in the middle overs. But um, Birchie batted really well, took it on as well. Didn't didn't play within himself. He um, played some really inventive shots and um, yeah, really good runner ball, eighty seven, which um, broke the back of the game, I guess. And then some of the other guys just had to bat around him, get him on strike. Um, and yeah, we knew we'd get the runs with the quick outfield and and a decent wicket. So. And some sort of useful um, knocks towards the end of the innings there. Looks like Bradley Porter grafted hard um, seven off 43 balls and then ran out. But uh, as you mentioned, Bradshaw and, and Massey there sort of taking the boys home with 12 and seven not out respectively. Um, you know, were, were they sort of looking pretty comfortable in those last few overs? Yeah, I think so. Um, we probably knew that it was only a couple shots away by that point. Um, and they, they brought a few fielders in, so... And we pretty much bat all the way down to 11. So it's pretty hard making a batting order at the moment because there's a lot of middle order batters. So I feel like we bat all the way down. So you back our, back our batters um, all the way through and we still had Rob and Barney to come in. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we were pretty comfortable at the end, which is, which is nice. Fantastic. Now, I mentioned there's a, a sort of few things to sort of uh, catch up upon. Um, you mentioned Miles Bradshaw has been putting in a, a bit of a stint with the new ball up top. I think he took five for the previous week yep. um, and obviously <clears throat> bagged four this week. Um, what can you say about sort of Miles's form of the ball recently? Yeah, just being very, very accurate. Um, some nice outswing bowling, not really giving them many bad balls at all, really. Just nagging away on or outside um, off stump and um, yeah, just been really hard to score off with the new ball and most of his wickets are generally bowled or caught caught behind um, behind point, which is which is what you want as an opening bowler. It shows you shows you bowling well. I think when he took his five for four were caught either by me or the slips, and then he got one bowled. So that just shows sort of how well he's bowling. Um, and then again on the weekend, I think he got another bowled. I got yeah a couple bowled an LB. Um, so yeah, it just shows how well he's bowling. That's very good. And obviously, you, you sort of mentioned some of the, the catching and, and things there. Yourself, um, how's the sort of keeping going firstly? I, I notice you've been uh, taking a, a few dismissals. Um, have you managed to sort of adjust to things over yeah. here in terms of the keeping? What, yeah, what would so you say that's like? Yeah, it's a lot different. Obviously, back home, you spend a lot more time up to the stumps here. Um, obviously, back home, if, if a medium or quick bowl is on, you're generally back for the nick because it's, it's sort of carrying through the whole innings um, here, a lot of the medium paces prefer you up to the stumps so they can sort of trap them for an LB or, or bold by keeping them on the crease, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, getting used to it. The wickets have been a bit nicer um, in June just because of the weather's been a bit better. Um, and yeah, getting used to it and a few dismissals, which is good. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah, and, and you missed out this this most recent Saturday, as you, as you mentioned. But the previous two, you started to uh, to come into a bit of uh, bit of form and a few runs. I think you got 60, 70 odd against Sermston a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, forty five against Marple last week. Um, again, sort of you know finding a bit of adjustment, getting used to things. Yeah, I think so. Um, found it pretty pretty tough in May, just with the weather that was around. We had a few wet wickets, and I was sort of still getting on the back foot a lot, which I do at home. Um, so I've sort of adjusted a little bit, um, trying to get forward as much as I can. 
and um, yeah, just get just getting used to the conditions, which I which I think I'm I'm getting there now, which is good. So hopefully, we can keep that going. Fantastic, mate. And um, just before we head on to uh, the uh, the the player of the day, um, obviously you mentioned a, a pretty big game against Congleton this coming weekend. Um, what are your sort of uh, feelings about that? And anything that you can take from the the the, the sort of recent 2020 game that we played? Um, a little bit. That's a very different game, I guess. Um, they they played very well that game. We we didn't. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really big game because if you have a look at the table, there's um, there's us, Congleton, Marple, and Warrington all within seven points from seven, uh, eighth till eleventh. So if we do manage to beat Congleton, we should jump into the pack a bit more. Um, and then we actually do play Sale and Bramall, who are above us. Um, so yeah, that's that's another chance to to get a scalp and and. And sort of be in the in the mid table a bit more than than we were um, early in the season. You mentioned as well, uh, just uh, touching on another point about the uh, the sort of difficulty of coming up with the batting order. Um, I suppose the the flip side and and the plus point to that is, as you say, batting to ten or eleven each week. Um, how how are things going in terms of the uh, the sort of batting resources? Yeah, um, obviously it's it's quite handy because you know if you lose a couple of wickets, you we, yeah, as you said, we bat all the way down. Um, sometimes it's hard to get the right mix. It feels like because you've just got so many batters, but that's definitely not a not a negative. Um, yeah, so you can just back sort of anyone, especially when we're chasing. Um, you've got confidence in in the whole eleven to try and get us over the line. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, final bit of uh, business is of course your player of the day from the weekend. Uh, yeah, it had to be had to be Birchie. Um, sorry, Miles, he did bowl very well for your forfa, but um, I think Birchie winning winning us the game, especially after we lost a couple. Um, early wickets, yeah, it has to be has to be Birchie for his 87. Fantastic, mate. And as I say, look forward to to having you on to uh, kind of delve behind the scenes and you know get to know the bloke that is Matto um, in due course, buddy. No worries. Thanks very much, Miles. And now moving on to the second team fixture, Macclesfield hosted Chester Bolton Hall. Macclesfield won the toss and elected to field. Chester Bolton Hall were in the enviable position of being able to call upon a former Cheshire captain um, as opening batsman in the way of Lee Dixon, who had been dropped down from their first team. So that was always going to be a challenge for us. And indeed, uh, Macclesfield found it pretty hard going initially. Dixon and Hodges batting very well together to put on around 100 before the breakthrough. Eddie Bones was brought into the attack and managed to pick up a couple of wickets, including the aforementioned Dixon. Unfortunately, number five and number six Wyatt and Townend batted particularly well to score 44 and 31 respectively, with Chester posting 261 for four off 47 overs. In reply, Macclesfield got off to a great start with Josh Town hitting a very juicy full bunger straight to the boundary for four first ball. However, that was all she wrote for Josh, who was then subsequently bowled. Joe Haig returning to uh, to cricket from Sheffield, just in case anybody was interested, uh, also succumbed to Townend before Carter and Bones got together and started to put together a, a pretty decent partnership with uh, Eddie looking in particularly good form following uh, a previous good display at Marple the previous week. Unfortunately, he was adjudged LBW for a very well-made 52 and uh, with that, it did start to look quite a long way for Macclesfield to get themselves towards a, a pretty imposing target uh, in the face of a, a, a pretty decent uh, bowling attack from Chester. Andy Moores back into the team, played a typical innings, you would say, uh, got himself to 18 before also being adjudged LBW. 
Uh, Carter also stuck around for a while um, in a sort of new role for himself. He's been batting at three for the last few weeks and uh, looking uh, a slightly different player to the one we're used to, you might say. He's been a lot more measured with his stroke play um, and just really trying to dig in for the team. Unfortunately, he also uh, fell. And um, other than uh, a few lusty blows from a certain Leroy, Liam Markey at the bottom of the innings, uh, Macclesfield rather petered out to uh, 140 all out inside 36.4 overs. Well played to to Chester Borton Hall. Have to say they're you know perennially strong club, uh, very impressive outfit, um, batted and bowled very well indeed. So onwards and upwards for the twos and for the player of the day. That will of course go to Eddie Bones for 52 runs. Now, moving on to what some might describe as the uh, the main attraction of the podcast, Macclesfield third team welcomed Woodford to uh, Parkside. Um, Captain Chris Flint uh, won the toss and elected to bat, which it has to be said proved a rather good decision um, with Macclesfield posting a, a somewhat unbelievable 354 for three from 40 overs. The, the mainstay of the innings was, of course, Harry Owens and Chris Flint um, with what we understand uh, is a record partnership for the club of 276, with Harry Owens opening the batting, scoring 129, and Chris Flint 142. Um, other notable contributions, you might say, Ben Wenro with a quick 25 and uh, Jack Marshall Clack 10, uh, bringing, as I say, the Macclesfield total to 354 off 40 overs. It's rare enough to see 100 scored at, uh, you know, most forms of cricket, um, but to, to get two in one game is 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 pretty remarkable. And, and indeed, to, for that to occur at third team level is uh, is an incredible achievement. So absolute hats off to, to Harry Owens and Chris Flint um, for, you know, outstanding knocks and uh, very much a captain's knock from, from Flinty standing in for myself on the day. Um, and then in reply... The, the Woodford innings was uh, somewhat uh, <laughs> an interesting one. Given that we're playing win-lose cricket, um, they, well, frankly, took it upon themselves to try and stitch the game for 40 overs. Um, interesting decision. Um, however, the, uh, the the bowling statistics for what they are, um, Otis Palms making a return properly to cricket from for, for about 18 months. Otis has been out with a, an ankle injury and it's really great to see him back. And uh, he took the first five wickets of the game, bowling 10 overs, four maidens, five for 19. And then Finlay Nash picked up uh, a, a wicket. There was uh, a couple for Andrew Baitup and, um, and Will Morris um, bowling his, well, what can only be described as grenade leg spin, um, managed to, to pick up the ninth wicket. However, Matt couldn't quite finish the job and, and get that tenth wicket. Um, and I think by the end of the game, I think the chaps were, were pretty desperate, frankly, to get off the pitch and get in the bar. But um, nonetheless, uh, with it being win-lose cricket, the fact that they stitched it for, for 40 overs uh, is irrelevant. Um, so, you know, uh, about as comprehensive a, a, a performance as you can get. And as I say, credit to uh, to Harry Owens and Chris Flint and, of course, Otis Palms for a fantastic five for a return to cricket. Now, the player of the day... Obviously, this is a, a slightly tricky one. I think it's ultimately going to have to go to Chris Flint for uh, for for a fantastic innings, a captain's innings, stood up uh, when when it was required and uh, and delivered. But also, as I say, very much credit to Harry Owens and of course Otis Palms for their contributions in the game. And now rounding out our Saturday fixtures before we move on to the Sunday eleven, it's uh, fourth team captain Matt Cunningham returning once again to tell us about the weekend's fixture. Matty, how are you? 
I'm very good, mate, especially after this weekend. Um, so we arrived at Lindo 3s for what was, to be honest, a must-win game for us. They were like, only five points ahead of us in the table, at the wrong end of the table, I'm afraid. So we showed up with a very strong team full of confidence on quite a warm, sunny day. But surprisingly, the covers had been left on, which revealed quite a sticky kind of wet wicket, a bit of a pudding. So I was all the more surprised when I lost the toss and they elected to bat first. Um, and just to emphasise that point, very first ball of the day, Tom Morgan rocks up, bowls back of a length, the ball sticks, their batsman rocks back to try and smash him through mid-wicket and the ball squirts underneath the bat, hitting middle of middle. So we had them not for one off one ball, which was obviously the dream start. Uh, shortly after, Jinto got in on the wickets and we had them five for two. And it was just that kind of day. Uh, the way we started, they had one guy, their number three, who I'll come back to later, he was very good. But apart from that, they were just not playing the wicket correctly and we bowled very well. Um, Sebi came on first ball of his spell, got a wicket. I managed to get in on the act as well. Um, and it was just a case of consistently getting wickets. And we had them, I think, 78 for seven. So at that point, we're thinking 100, 120, absolute max. They had their main man at the crease. Uh, but unfortunately for us, their number nine batsman was actually very good. And he started playing quite aggressively, put the pressure back on. Again, their guy was set at number three. And to our shame, I'm afraid, a few fielding errors as well. They managed to get themselves up to one six seven, um, all out after 30-odd overs, I think 38 overs, 36, sorry. So from what was an amazing start from us and some excellent bowling, it wasn't the total we are hoping for. Um, I do need to give a shout-out, actually, to Tom Morgan. The way he bowled was fantastic. He bowled nine overs. He went for 23, got two wickets. It was a second spell bowling that really impressed me. It's never nice bowling second spell, especially against two very set batsmen. But he was incredibly tight, got a key wicket for us at the end there, and it really helped us keep it below what it could have been. Um, so going into that run chase, one six seven on the board, like I said before, we had an incredibly strong batting outfit, but still wasn't particularly easy. Thankfully, as we predicted, the wicket dried out a lot, became a lot harder, much easier to bat on. So we opened with Yash Jane and a slight experiment in Harry Martin opening the batting, which I think is his first time doing it. And to be fair to them both, they did exactly what I asked of them, straight bat, waited for the bad balls, and there were quite a few of them, and just hit the runs easily. I mean, we raced to um, 48 off eight overs. Eventually, Yash was out, caught it um, mid-off, which is a shame, but he played very well, got 18 runs. Harry Martin hung around a bit. He managed to get a very assured 31 before being at LBW. That led us to um, 66 for two off 12. So we're chasing 167 with our batting lineup, I felt confident. And that brought to the crease Keith Dixon on the back of a nil-nil draw he was celebrating still from the night before. And Adju, who, to be fair to them both, what they may have lacked in running quick singles, they more than made up for in big shots. Um, and also, they didn't give them a sniff. Keith played very sensibly, really nice shots, hit a few boundaries. Adju did what he does best, just whacked it all over the place. <laughs> they had no idea where to place the field for him, and I don't blame them, to be honest. Um, so Keith made a very nice 21, again, gave him not a sniff. He was eventually caught behind, slightly unfortunate. Adju carried his bat, I'm delighted to say. I mean, after Keith was out, we were 
well over 100 um, runs after about 20 overs. I mean, it was kind of a formality at that point. Tom Jennings tried to hit the winning runs with fireworks. Unfortunately, he was caught, but I don't blame him. Um, and Aju managed to finish off with a big six over cow corner um, with 13 overs to spare. So it really was a, a very big win for us. And like I say, with our batting still to come, it was just a formality at the end. So I am delighted with that win. Yeah, it sounds like a, another sort of comprehensive win for the fourth team. And, um, you know, you mentioned obviously in that sort of position in the league and, and look, whilst there's no relegation from that division, obviously, um, you know, the aspiration is to, to finish as, as well as we can in, in that position. And indeed, if the opportunity to push on for promotion uh, arises, I'm sure you'll be grasping at that with both hands. Um, but yeah, really nice to kind of get a, a good win a, a, against a team that are in a similar position to us in the table. And indeed, you know, a little bit of a local rival there um so nice nice to get the one up on linda i'm sure you would say uh, yeah absolutely yeah like i say it was kind of it felt must win even at this stage of the season going into that game um so very satisfying all round yeah just having a look at the uh the table here for a second matt we don't tend to to, to do this but i thought it'd be quite interesting just to kind of give people a um you know a bit of a, a flavor for, for what the fourth team are doing you've you've got um you know offerton and europa exiles and, and appleton um, up the top of the table who who all look like pretty uh, pretty strong teams with um quite a few adult players um certainly with with the appleton side that we saw didn't look like there were too many juniors knocking around there um and you know you've got those upon about 170 180 points and then macclesfield are pretty much slap bang in the middle of the table on, on 141 so um not too many points away from you know the, the the sort of the top end, but then I suppose you could also say um, not too many points away from a bit lower down because you've got Rosthern propping up the bottom on seventy eight points there, but then Bowden Vale and Lindo and Northeast Cheshire all on about one hundred and twenty points. So I suppose with win lose cricket, it obviously does tend to make the table a little bit more congested in terms of points, but. Um, you know, um, I think it's it's four wins you've now managed, or is it a few more than that? It's four wins in the league we've managed. And, I mean, you're absolutely right. Look at the table. We have played pretty much all the top three or four. Um, and you mentioned Appleton. They were actually full of praise for us in terms of the number of juniors we had coming through. I think they're quite envious, to be honest. Um, it says a lot about us. Um, but on that, just moving on to potentially your next question about who we're playing next, we've actually got Presbury at home, who... Anyone looks at the table, Presbury are five points above us, two places. So a win against them would leapfrog us above them, potentially put us in the top four or five, of, well, top five if we're lucky. Um, so we, we're very close. We're very in the mix, I would say. Yeah, that's fantastic. So obviously you've, uh, you've jumped the gun there, Matty, but we'll let you off. Obviously it is... Presbury next. Um, and then the other piece of business that we do need to take care of is, of course, a player of the day. Yeah, I... I mean, I mentioned Tom Morgan bowled fantastically. There were some really good performances. Uh, Harry Martin batted very well, but I have to give it to Adju. Hitting 61, not out, scoring the winning runs of the big six. Um, absolutely superb from him. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to see. And I have to say that um, Sebi has uh, pulled a bit of a blinder here for us because not only has Sebi come along, joined the club and, and been a great addition, um, just so much enthusiasm, loves his bowling, absolutely loves giving it the long handle. Um, but he's also managed to to, to dig up a, a seemingly never-ending supply of, of mates who are all as passionate about cricket as him and, and kind of all want to do the same thing, which is bowl and get it whacked. Um, you know, what, what can you say about uh, Sebi and, and his pals that have come along? 
Yeah, we're always excited when one of Sebi's mates comes to play for us because, like you say, you know you're getting fireworks um, or potentially a first bowler. Uh, yeah, Sebi's <laughs> Sebi's been fantastic. The Sebi eleven, well, near enough. Um, we've been very grateful for so long. May that continue. Yeah, and and it should be key to point out that whilst um, you know. You might be confusing this with sounding like we're getting ringers in. Um, I think all of the chaps that Sebi has introduced to Macclesfield have, have, have stayed and are now wanting to play a very ac- active part in the season. You know, Ian scored runs and taken wickets, Jinto, Adju, and obviously Sebi himself. Um, have, I, have I missed anyone out? There's a couple more of our debuts for us. Uh, we're trying to get back to the club, but they're very keen to get involved. They've been coming down to net. So like you said, they're, they're very much not ringers. They've all all got registered, all keen to get involved, and they, they love their cricket. Yeah, absolutely, and and as uh, as you say, I mean, it's just fireworks with with uh, the Sebi eleven. When it comes to the batting, it's first ballers all round, or uh, well, it's going for six, isn't it? I think Dan Ackley mentioned that Anish uh, last week he scored a seventy odd for the fours. Him, he hits the ball harder than anyone he's ever seen, so that tells you everything. <laughs> High praise indeed for Mr. Danny Ackley there. Well, Matty, uh, great to catch up on the weekend's fixture and obviously uh, congratulations on another great team performance and best of luck for Presbury this weekend. Thank you very much. Can't wait for it. And now moving on to our final fixture of the weekend. It gives me great pleasure to introduce the newly appointed Sunday 11 captain, Mr. Tom Jennings. Hi, guy. How are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. So, first thing to say is obviously congratulations uh, on your recent appointment. Obviously, Matt Cunningham, who we've just heard from, has been, uh, you know, organising the team. And it's really great that you've sort of put your hand up and, and stepped up and wanting to kind of take on the Sunday eleven and, and get involved with, with the captaincy in the organisation. So, credit to you for that. Let's talk about the uh, the weekend's fixture. So, obviously, Macclesfield, Sunday eleven we're playing Alton Park, third eleven at home. Uh, tell us about the toss first and foremost, so establish if you are a useless tosser or not. Uh, yeah, so uh, I would like to say I'm now one from one. So won the toss, um, first toss as well, chose to chose to bat. Um, so that's good. Um, so <laughs> much better than, than a few people, I think. Um, but yeah, that was I think it was a good decision. I think and looking at the wicket anyway, it was it was quite dry. Um and I think I wanted to get get batting out of the way. I didn't think it was gonna be a very good batting track, but um it turned turned out it it was all right. Yeah, it certainly was. Macclesfield posting 241 all out inside 37.2 overs of the sort of 40 over game. Now, just confirm for me, mate, I think I'm right in saying it's 40 over win-lose cricket. Yeah, win-lose. Yeah, so four points for a win, none for a loss. Um, so yeah, straight win lose. And is there any? There are no bonus points or anything like that. It's really old fashioned, traditional win lose. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. No bonus points, just straight win lose. So really nice to see some new names, obviously in the batting card for for Macclesfield, but also some sort of returning names, um, some of our schoolboy cricketers, should we say, that are, you know, possibly making their their first appearance for the senior cricket of the season. I think that's true of Freddie Griffiths, perhaps. Yeah. So I've I think I've played with Freddie last, Freddie last season um, for for some fours or some Sunday stuff as well. But first game uh, this season. Um, good friend of, of my little brother Ollie so managed to rope him in uh, last minute and, and kind of get him in at three and and, and get a, a quite a good bang performance actually he turned out to be 29 and um, yeah good 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 performance from from a young young guy fantastic well talking of uh, little brothers there um looking down the cards there do seem to be one or two Jenningses um if that's the grammatical right way of putting it um do you, do you want do you want to run us through who's been playing recently last i think it was two weekends ago um we had a sunday when all four of us played so me robbie um will and ollie 
Um, it's becoming a bit of a thing now. So I think Robbie enjoys playing on the Sundays and obviously Ollie, Ollie enjoys that Sunday as well. Will, um, when, when I can. But um, obviously I don't want to be picking people just because they're my brother. They, they both put in some good performances as well. So um, good to see that as well. And, and obviously nice to get out there with them. Yeah, so, you know, taking it back to the batting card now, I see uh, Robbie, who's the eldest, I think I'm right in saying. He's older than me. No, he's younger, younger than me. Younger than me. Oh, he is younger yeah, yeah. than you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm the just eldest. He's got a fresher face than you, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he opened the batting uh, with uh, Dan Slack and, and yeah. talk us through the rest of the card, really. Yeah, so obviously those two opened up. Um, looked like they were getting off all right. Um, Robbie at one end kind of hit a few fours and looked like he was putting away their opening bowlers. Um, unfortunately, there was a little run out. Um, it was quite close, but Dan was run out, unfortunately. Um, Freddie came in um, looking to obviously steady the innings with Robbie. Unfortunately, uh, Robbie was out probably two balls after Freddie came in. Um, so at this point, obviously, as a as the captain, I was looking a little bit like, potentially a collapse, which we've seen plenty of, and I didn't want that to happen again. Um, so Finn Nash came in, and Freddie and Finn um, probably stayed in for about 12, 15 overs between the two of them, um, kind of a 40-ish partnership, um, which is really good for us. Got us up to about 50-odd, 52. Um, Finn, unfortunately, then uh, got caught. Um, Freddie was still in. Um, I then went in um, and obviously tried to do my best um, <laughs> give it a show probably shouldn't have done gave it a whack in, in old Jennings fashion and, and top edge straight to point so I was out there um, closely followed uh, by Freddie and, and Rich and then the real partnership came in uh, Rich Flint Charlie Ackley um, they put on a partnership of probably 135 maybe something like that um, so really got us into the high 180s 190s uh, with Richard Flint scoring 70 Um Nine fours, one six. Uh, Charlie Ackley scoring 63, eight fours. Um, I think that's a, a debut 50 for Charlie Ackley and Flint, I think. Yeah, I think Minnie Flint may have had a, a 50 for like the, the, the old fourth 11. So obviously okay. the previous Sunday 11, possibly yeah. um, at some point. But I mean, play cricket will tell us, I'm sure. But you yeah. know, as we heard after the... Uh, the third team game, um, a pretty good weekend for Flints all round. Uh, yeah, um, good, although, good batting performance from the Flints. Yeah, although Richard obviously letting the side down there with just the 70 compared to his brother's 130-odd uh, or whatever it was. But, no, it was uh, definitely um, definitely performance that was needed. I think coming in at six and seven, really steady beginnings. It was looking potentially like maybe a one 150 performance and, and those two brought it in and, and steadied it, managed to bring it into a, a solid 240 with obviously a few other runs kind of dotted around from people but after that I think we only had six overs left something like that and um, and the boys I gave the boys free reign to just go and put as many runs on the board as possible so we lost some runs pretty quick we lost some wickets pretty quickly but I was happy with 2-4-1 on that deck um, and obviously the boys put in a really good performance with the bat so very impressive from my side. Fantastic and then the uh, second half of the game um, Alton Park how did their reply go? Um, so they came out um, opening batsman um, one was dismissed very quickly. Um, Ollie Jennings bowled. Um, then uh, their their second opening batsman stayed in for a long time. Uh, I think he ended up on thirty five, which was their top score. Um, they played. They weren't scoring many runs, so I think they finished on eighty eight. But they batted for thirty overs, so they were staying in very well. Um, we were just applying a lot of pressure, so the bowlers were bowling really well. Um, the fielding was really good. Everyone was kind of intense in the field as well, which is something I asked for going in. I said, I said two four one's a good score, but if we can score it, they can score it, that kind of thing. Um, 
and everyone kind of kept their heads on and, and in the field was really impressive. Um, some good catches taken, some really good bowling. Um, Richard Flint came on. Uh, I think he bowled seven overs uh, for 18 runs, one wicket, which is which is really good. Um, kept it tight. Um, I bowled a little bit, uh, six for 16, uh, no wickets, but just kept it tight, trying to keep the run rate down, which is really good. Um, obviously, Ollie, Ollie bowled well. Um, seven overs, four wickets for 25. So that, that's really good. Um, Finn, unfortunately, got injured. He did get a wicket, but got injured. And then towards the end, um, we were kind of getting through the wickets at this point. Um, and I brought on uh, our spinners. So Charlie and Noah. Um, Noah's Noah got a wicket, which is really, really good. Last wicket of the game. Um, and Charlie got two wickets for for three runs. So really good performance from those guys, just tightening it up and, and taking out the, the last of their order. Fantastic. And as you mentioned, yeah, Alton Park bowled out for 88 in 30.1 overs. So an absolutely comprehensive uh, victory there, you would say. And um, yeah, just just good to hear some of the things that you're wanting to bring to the to the table with the Sunday eleven. Um, for the rest of the season, what, what would you say sort of some of your aims are and, and, and aspirations really? Um, so I think keep developing the juniors. So the guys like Charlie and Noah and Ollie and Freddie and those guys. Um, so keep keep developing those guys, bringing them in and, and obviously helping push through those academy players. Um, it's a good opportunity for them to get a, a, a taste of senior cricket and potentially a, a baptism of fire in some ways. Um, but also keep getting availability, wanting people to play on a Sunday. Um, I think availability has been, been a thing which has been difficult um, for that Sunday team for a while. And I think trying to get people winning games and people wanting to play for that team. Um, and just genuine, genuinely people just want to go out there and, and perform and um, trying to create a competitive nature and, and people that want to win. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think obviously it will have been a, a pressure on the Sunday 11, obviously adding the, the fourth 11 on a Saturday. Um, so bef- perhaps some of those players that weren't necessarily getting a game of cricket on a Saturday would play on Sunday. And now, you know, everybody's getting a game on Saturday. And, and of course, some people are stepping up and playing both days. Or indeed, yeah. there are maybe some of our schoolboys who are, um, you know, playing their schoolboy cricket on Saturday and then playing on Sunday. But um, I'm sure availability will improve, obviously, once we get past exams and university and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you know, schoolboy cricket. So all credit to you for that. Um, so two things to ask you, as is the, uh, the, the sort of uh, the normal format, mate. First, we'd like a player of the day. Um, so it was a hard choice. Player of the day it was between two players, um, as you can probably imagine. Um, I'm going to go with Charlie Ackley. Um, 63 not out, so didn't lose his wicket. Really impressive. And also took two wickets um, as well, which is really impressive. So good all-round performance from from him, especially for, for such a young guy. Fantastic. And lastly, next weekend's fixture, where are you? Uh, we are Woodley at home. Um, I thought it was away, but it's actually at home. Um, so that's really good. First bit of badm in there. <laughs> yeah, no, so... I um I, I will take the rap, but it actually wasn't me. I think they asked for a rearranged fixture because they've got um they've double booked their pitch at Woodley, so they asked to rearrange it, and it, it just didn't get through to me. I don't think so. Uh, so uh, yeah, f- feeling the the first bit of pressure as a uh, as as the head of admin. Well, all I can say is um you know TJ, you're obviously going to be uh, sliding into the position nicely if you're trying to throw somebody under the bus already. So all credit to you for that, <laughs> and uh, looking forward to burning Matt Cunningham at the stake. Uh, the nearest opportunity yeah i can't wait for that right fantastic mate well uh, thanks very much for, for joining us and again as your uh, your sort of first official appointment as the sunday 11 captain um we look forward to catching up with you in due course yeah perfect all right cheers miles have a good day well that just about wraps it up for today's episode of the mac report thanks to our guests as ever for joining me and uh, we look forward to bringing you next week's episode in due course